So with the new year, I simply want to take a moment to recognize those people that have come into my life because you are the experts and I'm not. (laughs) As a leader, as a CEO of my own business, I have recognized when I'm not good at things or it takes me too long or they simply burn me out. And so that is a lesson today, whether you're a CEO, C-suite leader, or aspiring leader, you need to understand where your zone of genius is and is not. So a few shout outs to the people that are behind the drop-in CEO brand and supporters of my business, Illumination Partners, Mario Pareca of Media Mar, the podcast company, along with Chris Lanning, Mia Pareca. And Amanda Lund, you help bring the podcast that if I had done it on my own, it might not have happened. (laughs) And a little bit to the people that help build the brand, the logo, and the messaging. Another shout out to Amanda Lund, Jennifer Domena for such great logos and brand imagery, as well as Kevin Clark, website designer. You help bring visually and in written form, the message that I want to convey in order to connect with you, CEO leaders of today and tomorrow. And a few other shout outs, you know, storytelling, getting ready to tell my story to you so that I can be of more value to you. Quick shout out to David Bricker, who has helped me with some of my speech writing, another up and coming Michael Davis, as well as my book guide, (laughs) Judy Weintraub, who helped me bring forward the CEO's compass, helping to navigate (laughs) self-publishing, which is really difficult. (laughs) But anyway, all of these people have made it so easy for me. And it gives me the opportunity to interview amazing leaders such as Jamie J, who has a company that helps relinquish, release the stress that founders, CEOs, or business owners often have when you try to do it everything yourself. So Jamie shares amazing wisdom. I want you to listen closely to this because your leadership comes through when you can acknowledge what you are meant to do and what you're not meant to do. Let's listen to this amazing conversation. When you're in a meeting, you're there for a reason. And what I mean is that you're not there to head nod. Your boss wants you there for a reason. He wants your fresh ideas. So when you're in a meeting, speak up. Even if you don't think it's a good idea, an idea that's not quite what they're looking for, you could always take a little piece of that idea. And a little piece of that idea in our business could mean minutes on changeovers or a little faster production. And those minutes and those hours add up in the grand scheme of things around here, at least. Mm. And I say, speak up and don't be afraid. I know as a young executive, I would head nod a lot. And that's something that I look back on and I say, you know what? I should have said this or I should have said that. Not that I regret it, but I feel like I should have spoken up a little bit more in those early years because they're fresh ideas. They're right out of the can. And that's what your boss wants. They want those fresh ideas. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, 
Join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Covey-Ello, founder of Illumination Partners, and I simply want to thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. Week after week, I get to speak to amazing leaders and share their insights and inspiration with you. And if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, tell others so we can continue to bring you great programming. And, you know, shout out to all the people who have been downloading. They have been going up. So thank you for spreading the word. And also thank you to Interview Valet for the introduction to my special guest today. So. I am honored to share the mic with my guest today, Jamie J. Jamie is the founder and managing director of Bottleneck Distant Assistance. Founded in 2016, it is an outsourcing agency that helps businesses identify, hire, and cultivate their workforce through a carefully designed systematic approach for growth. And as a veteran U.S. Army paratrooper who received the Army Achievement Medal, for meritorious service. Jay's additional business experience includes a 12-year career in corporate America and advanced education in business administration and management at Florida Institute of Technology. And he is the author of Quit Repeating Yourself, his book coming out very shortly. We're going to talk about that. Jamie, it is my pleasure to invite you onto the show. Deborah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored uh, and excited to chat with you. So for my listeners here, Jamie really resonates with me. When we got to know each other, first of all, his book, Quit Repeating Yourself, are some of his best leadership insights for business leaders to not suffer (laughs) like some of us have through the corporate life. So I can't wait to go there as well. And also because of being um, a military veteran, that resonates very much with myself. My family has many people in the military as well. So thank you so much as well. But I want to talk about this thing that you have in your speaker sheet. What does it mean that you proclaim to be unemployable? Where'd that come from? Please tell. (laughs) I am proud to say that I am now unemployable. I worked in corporate America for 12 years and it was, I didn't realize how crazy of a decision I made to go out on my own in 2006. Luckily, my first client was the previous organization that I worked for, but I enjoy the entrepreneurial journey so much. I I'm a little bit different. I zig when I probably should be zagging sometimes. And I just like to make decisions and, and try new things and fall on my face and get back up and, and try it again and fall on my face again and get back up. So I really like having the flexibility. Uh, some of the things that I, I, I believe, and, and don't get me wrong, corporate America, for those of you that love corporate America, by all means, I'm stoked for you. I think that's great. I think it's fantastic you found something that works for you. For me, it just didn't resonate because if I wanted to do something and make a decision, well, it had to be approved by a management, then an upper management, and then, you know, legal. And then by the time I got all the, you know, the thumbs up to go on these things, it's a month or two later. And ah, I just like being able to make my decisions really quick and, and try it out and, and let's go for it. So therefore it's hard for me to be employed now. And I don't ever see me being employed again. I, I love what I do. I love being an entrepreneur and, and we're blessed to have uh, surrounded ourselves with some amazing clients and amazing team members to allow us to have such an incredible lifestyle. So this next question is just you and me talking. Listeners, you can listen in, but I, I really need to know because I also, as an entrepreneur, 
having been in corporate, love the opportunities and now realize the flexibility and the creative part of trying to make a difference and serve clients. What is your support system when maybe you've had some of those lulls or lower points in the journey? What was it that you were able to hold on to and continue going forward? Because I think there's really important leadership insights because everybody, whether they are in corporate or elsewhere, have hit points that test your whatever it is tenacity to be able to move forward. What has worked for you? Thank you for that question. And since it's just you and I talking right now, I have to say that my wife is, she is absolutely amazing and she is my rock. And she has been so, she was instrumental in helping me finish my book and telling me, Jamie, that's ridiculous. Or I would write 3,000 words and said, Jamie, you can do this in 1,500 words. And she was just amazing. She's always there for me. She's incredible. I love her. And as much as I love her, I can't confide in every single thing. I love getting her perspective, but for me, having the perspective of maybe another set of eyes or another group of eyes or, or some way for me to confide in other items in business, not that I don't appreciate it because I do everything that Sarah does, I'm so blessed. But it's nice to be part of different mastermind groups. And in these mastermind groups, I'm able to throw ideas out there and just not be afraid of them cutting me down or saying, Hey, have you thought about this? Or have you thought about this? And, and, and as far as cutting me down, if, as long as you find yourself a good group of people, it's not necessarily cutting you down, but it's challenging. And, you know, have you really considered, really thought this through? And it really helps to get those different perspectives in addition to my wife's perspective and feedback. And I think that's probably what's gotten me through quite a bit. As a matter of fact, I would have never had my company that I have now had it not been for a mastermind that I was part of that urged me to start this business. That's a great story. And I sincerely appreciate that. And so now I'm turning back to the listeners in the room here. I never realized how important it was to have that support system. And yes, my husband, Dan, is my best friend and critic and has my back. But now having networks that I am a part of, as well as masterminds, so valuable. So if anybody's out there that doesn't have that support system, you can find it with myself, you can find it with Jamie's resources, or just find somebody that has your back and can help you navigate. So I'm going to ask you one more question. You in the room there have a license plate, Alaska 1776. Mm. Tell me a little bit more about how you wound up in Alaska and a little bit around that license plate. It looks like an interesting story. Yeah. So this is a, this is a license plate. It's one of my favorite license plates. I'm, I'm not a huge license plate collector or anything, but this one just resonated with me because it had the big bear on it. Remind me of the airport in Juneau. There's, there's a big grizzly bear. Uh, when you go into, you know, in the case in there that, uh, is just amazing. I, I'm a big fan of it. We lived in North Pole, Alaska for a while when I was a kid. My dad was a controller for the state of Alaska and we moved there when I think I was two, maybe, uh, maybe threes. I was very young. We moved to Juneau and then, uh, he was transferred to Fairbanks and then we moved to North Pole is southeast of Fairbanks, still very, very, very chilly. <laughs> uh, we used to cross-country ski to the school bus stop and put our skis on the school bus. And it, it was a it was a unique way of growing up, but I absolutely loved it. I uh, played a lot of hockey there because that's pretty much what you do. It's a lot of fun. And if anybody ever wants to go to Alaska, I highly, highly recommend it. It is absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. And uh, it's just a it's just a neat, neat part of my life. I'm I'm really proud to be from Alaska. So that is definitely on my bucket list. And thank you for sharing that. 
But let's move back to Jamie and his career. You started a business and I'm curious about it, that what were some of the challenges that you had to get through and where did you eventually land? Because obviously you said you had to be a little crazy to start a business, but I'd love to know some of a story or so about the challenge you had to grow your business to get you to the point where it's sustainable and thriving and successful. I think there's a lot we can learn from that. Yeah. Thank you again for the opportunity to tell a little bit of my story. And I can go way back to the days when I first got out of the army and I found myself homeless. I was literally on the streets. So I tell some of these stories in the book and how I went from homelessness to generating a business with a seven-figure business by all means has not been easy. So many times have I started out and tried different things and somewhat successful, not super successful. I was able to, you know, make my way and pay my bills and things like that. But I, I always wanted to find something I was really, you know, I could really enjoy. So I started this business. And quite frankly, when I started this business, we helped people find assistance, right? Uh, remote-based assistance. And when I first started, I'm like, wow, you know, this, I think this is a really good industry to get into. I think I can earn a lot of money. And that was my mentality going into this to start. And I think a lot of people have that mentality. But I didn't realize one of the things I found that was the biggest challenge for most people, and I found myself, being passionate about something is so powerful. Now, no matter how passionate you are about anything in the world, I break it down to 75-25. If what you're doing in that particular moment, 75% is just what you're passionate about, whether it's sports, whether it's whatever, that's fantastic. 25% of the time, you're doing stuff that you don't like. You're dealing with a lawyer, you're dealing with an accountant or in sports, maybe it's the, the workouts or the, the, you know, the, nobody sees what you do behind closed doors, those late nights working for those, oh, it's an overnight success. Yeah, 15 years later, that stuff there, I think is really hard for a lot of people to do things they don't really like it. But if you remember that you're doing it because you're going to reward yourself with talking to Deborah, right? I, like this gives me energy. I have so much fun doing this stuff. To get here, I had to go through a bunch of challenges or a bunch of things that I didn't necessarily, you know, give me energy. So that, that's one of the biggest challenges I think I've come across in business. And it wasn't until I received a phone call from a client that said, Hey, Jamie, it's Saturday. I said, what are you doing? Calling me on a Saturday. You know, he hired an assistant from us three months earlier. He had a very successful business, but he was working a lot. And he said, Jamie, I, no, 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 I know, I know, I know. I'm just calling to let you know, I'm sitting here on the porch with my wife and my daughter and we're having a blast. And this is the first Saturday I've taken off since I started my business. And, and that got me. But then the next, you hear the phone wrestle away and his wife said, Jamie, thank you for giving me my husband back. It was, whew, I, it hit me like a bam, like a big, huge wave. I had no idea. I was so selfish when I started it thinking, I'm going to make some money here. I had no idea the level of impact I was going to be giving to other people. And all of a sudden, passion just exploded. And it gave me such massive drive to work even harder. And as woo-woo as that may sound or come off, it is the absolute truth. And I think that flows through our entire organization. We have an incredible culture. And everybody is striving to help out that next person to realize that freedom. And here's the bonus. That friend of mine now he was i said so oh great what are you going to do he said well we're going out you know we're going to watch a movie tonight we're going to go out to dinner we're going to you know celebrate we're going to have a nice relaxing time in his family so number one 
He's doing better in business. Number two, he has some time to spend with his family. Number three, he's reinvesting back in his community. So we call that the ripple effect. It just blossomed into all these incredible things. And man, if I can do that over and over and over again, what an amazing feeling. And oh my gosh. And by the way, a byproduct of that is, you know, we can secure a nice financial future. Uh, but that's, it's, it's amazing when you look at it at that level. That reward is worth going through any kind of trench or, or mud or muck or whatever you want to call it. It's so worth it as long as you can identify what that passion is. That is simply beautiful. And I will tell you, I got some chills as you were sharing that story because it does mean something when that one client says, Deb, we couldn't have done it without you. Oh, and even if I'm not making a mint yet, just those moments knowing, keep going, keep going, keep finding those clients that value what you do and know that you can serve them. And I too relish having a team that has your back, that can do the work to give you the freedom. Because I used to do a lot of my podcast management, every single detail, that 25%, (laughs) because I was passionate about it. It had to work. It had to run. And now I've got a capable team for which, yes, I'll do this interview with you, but all that ancillary stuff, setting up it, sending out the assets, I have a very capable team giving me that peace of mind to even prepare better for this interview today. It all pays off and gives me a little bit of confidence that being crazy right now and persisting is okay. And I just want to say thank you because leaders like you are the ones that I gravitate towards because yes, like you said in the beginning, I wanted to make oodles of money. So that's a result. It's very easy to measure those, but leaders that strive for a greater outcome their passion and to serve. And like you said, the ripple effect, the community benefits as well. Those are the leaders that I resonate so with. And I think those are the ones that people should follow. So the book, yes, the book, congratulations on the book coming out. I cannot wait to really, really open this up, but tell us why you wrote the book and how does it help people? Well, thank you. And congratulations on your book. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. We were we were vibing here before we started recording here. But Jamie, this is your platform. I'd love to hear about your book. <laughs> well, I, I'm so excited. As you know, writing a book, wow, what a what a feat, especially for someone that is not gifted in the writing area, is not, you know, a talented writer. It was a passion project because there was time that's very stressful hitting deadlines. You know, the publisher would make sure you got your things and you have to get this chapter in by this time. And oh my gosh, there was a lot of deadlines. And oh my gosh, Sarah, my wife was so happy that I finished. She's like, thank the Lord. It was the passion that kind of carried me through because I knew one day, I remember there was a point in time where I was a little bit behind and the, the publisher came to me and said, hey, do you want to extend? And I said, you know what? No. I want to finish this thing. And I really kicked it into gear and I finished it on time. And I was so happy and proud of that accomplishment. And so many people ask me questions about what we do here because we kind of have a unique and a different way of going about things here. And they've always kind of been interested in what we're doing. And I thought, man, I'm answering a lot of the same questions. Why not just document this? Because when I first started the writing journey, I was almost going to write like a you know, a story of my life, kind of an autobiography. And I thought, I'm 51. I, you know what? I'm going to write that later. I want to experience some more life before I do that. I think this is going to be resonate a little bit more with my audience right now. And quite frankly, I feel good about putting this out there. To be honest, 
I was deathly afraid of putting this out there in the beginning. I almost thought, man, should I market this as the worst book in the history of books? And then that way I could set the bar real low so people wouldn't go, well, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I started getting good feedback and I started gaining a little confidence. I was like, you know what? I'm proud of this. You know, And if people don't like it, fine. I get it. But it's something I felt needed to be written. And it, I broke it down. Into, it's, a, it's a really pretty quick read. It's very topical. It's, it's meant to generate some ideas or maybe some different ways of thinking about leadership, about culture, about systems and processes, because I'm a huge geek when it comes to systems and processes, and then recruiting and hiring. And I basically open up the book of my life and our business and just share the tips and tricks that we've used to go from and bootstrap, my, by the way, we bootstrapped this thing and generated over seven figures. So we're really, really proud of it. And I had a lot of support in it. So it was, it was really cool to kind of give other people a voice in the book and be able to put this out there. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. I'm really happy. It's also bravery and courage, like you say, to put it out there into the world. And one of the things, first of all, I want to commend you for that because small business, medium-sized business, yes, the brand and the business is important to market, to get no like, and trust. But I often find the leaders in these large, medium and large companies stand behind the brand and let the marketing department promote the products and services and customer journey. And very often when you say, leader, what are your thoughts? get in front of the brand, they say, no, 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 my marketing department has that. You know, I think they're missing on a great opportunity because yes, people do trust brands. They buy brands when they get that loyalty, but they also want to build a relationship with people. And I think it's so important when a leader says, okay, yes, I may be the president, founder, or CEO of this company, but putting their thought leadership out there for the world to see, that builds credibility, trust, and more brand loyalty. And so I think there is an opportunity for if a CEO is listening to this, if you haven't written a book or an article, please think about it, even a video, get your thoughts out there because there are leaders tomorrow looking for you to provide that modeling, those behaviors, and so they can learn. And so I just want to thank you for you as well, putting your thoughts out into the world. Congratulations on that. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you. So what are some, just a couple tips that we could glean from the book that maybe a CEO or an ascending leader might take away when it comes to leading their business, running their business a little bit differently without giving it all away? But what are some things, uh, some concepts that you want to share? Well, my epigraph, uh, which I learned this from a good friend of mine, Scott Beebe, it says, do something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it. So when someone asks, what does quit repeating yourself mean? It means do something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it document what it is that you do, something that's repeatable, weekly, monthly, daily, something like that. Does it give you energy? And can you delegate this certain task to someone else that might be able to do it 75% as good as you or better? It's really important to do that so that your expectations are measured correctly. If you can find out those instances of the things that you do that completely drain you of energy, maybe there's a way that you can delegate that so you can stop doing the wrong things and focus on doing your best work. And the more time you spend on doing your best work, the more enjoyable life is. I don't believe in work-life balance. I believe in life balance. You go to work, you have fun in your personal life, all that stuff, but it's one life. And so the more time you can focus on doing your best work, the more happy you're going to be, the more the more you're going to be able to spend time around friends and, and enjoy your spouse or your kids or your family or going on trips or enjoy coming 
to work. Like, can you imagine that? Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to work. I'm sitting here before this call. I can't wait to talk to Deborah. I get so much energy out of this. I love sharing these stories. Absolutely love it. It just, if I can, if you can teach one person or just touch one person to change, tweak one little thing in their head. Oh my gosh, what an, what a reward. And I will say by doing something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it, that means document your thoughts, write them down on paper. So that way you don't have to worry about having everything in your head and somebody, nobody has to figure things out. You've documented, therefore it sets your expectations. So if you do delegate something, you have the confidence in knowing that they're going to do this task the same way you would because you wrote it down in a step-by-step documented process. You cared enough to leave your legacy because the business shouldn't always be around you. Yes, you may be the founder, but it is about then providing the tools and capability to the people that will follow or support that same purpose or vision. And you got me a little teary eye because of something that you said. You know, I was going through a rough patch in corporate and rather than doing the typical, okay, it's time to set goals and priorities and here's what I'm going to do next year to get the results. I took a position of saying, you know, I'm going to start with why am I leading and how I should lead differently because I know if I do something different, I will get better results. And one of the things I said in terms of why do I lead is because I want to make sure our processes and systems are such that people don't have to work so hard and they can spend time doing the things they enjoy, whether it's family, sport, or community. And at the end of that talk, you know, they said that was nice, but you didn't spend enough time on the results and the target and the metrics and all that stuff. And so I felt very deflated, but just talking to you, Jamie, validating that when leaders understand their passion and why they're doing what they're doing to create one life, oh my We are the happiest, even despite the ups and downs and being a little crazy. We are the happiest people. It's so true. If I may add one more thing to that, I think one of the biggest challenges I think with leaders is the fact that they don't want to let go. And I don't know if you've ever heard one of these two things ever said before. Just let me do it. I'll get it done a lot quicker. Or I'm so busy right now, I don't have time to train somebody. Those are two of the worst things, a CEO, an executive, a team leader. Those are two of the worst things you can think or say or do or worry about. Because if you don't prepare yourself to get rid of the things that are draining you your energy, you're going to be a basket case. You're going to be stressed out. Burnout is, it's a real thing. So many people are getting burned out because they don't take the time to document their thoughts so that they can ultimately delegate something like that because they're worried they're not going to be done as good as they can do it. And that's the biggest hurdle. I think if you can overcome and jump over that hurdle, you are well on your way to not only earning more money, but to being happier. The book, the symbol on the book, the infinity symbol, looking like it's starting to flake away. What does that mean? So infinity keeps going around forever and ever and ever and ever. So you need to kind of quit repeating yourself. So instead of it always going around the same cycle, always again, it's starting to break up now. You're starting to think about things a little bit differently. You quit repeating yourself. Stop doing the same things that you don't like doing so you can focus on your best work. Okay, very impactful there. And so another question for you, because I am so curious about this, is mentors, 
Do you ever have a mentor or does somebody inspire you to be who you are or to go in a particular direction? And while you have shared your wife, Sarah, she's a wonderful support system and several you know, masterminds. Was there something, somebody or something that was said to you that inspired you for who you are, or what you do today? Absolutely. Do you want a name? I can tell you the name too. I want to be inspired, please. <laughs> His name is Christopher Lockhead. He wrote the book, Play Bigger, and it's all about category design. He taught me about the importance of category design, about thinking differently, about being different, about being brave enough to be different. No matter what decisions you make, you're always going to have somebody that's going to disagree. And that's always been a huge hurdle for me. I say hurdle a lot, I guess, today. But it's always been hard for me to overcome being afraid of speaking or doing something a little bit quirky, a little bit different, because I felt like maybe I might offend somebody. He was so instrumental in helping me define being different, what it means to be different, and words matter. He helped us create our, we're the, we create our own category. We're the world's first dedicated distant assistant company. There's no other distant assistant company out there. However, now we're starting to hear people refer to virtual assistants as distant assistants because it means something completely different. And so getting that out into the market is scary. It's, it's hard creating a new category and teaching people with it. And, and I don't have a huge platform, but we keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. And he's the one that motivated me to, to go stay the course, build out the foundation of my company. Don't worry about generating the profit until the infrastructure is there. Because when we roll out, we want to roll out an amazing, amazing resource. So he gave me the courage to do that. And he continues to give me the courage to do that. And he's one of the smartest minds I've ever met. And a hard exterior, huge heart. And we just, we might not agree on everything, but that's what I love about it. That's what I love about the relationship. And my wife says that's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me, becoming friends with him. And that's a beautiful story. But I also want to pay respect to your podcast. What was the inspiration for the podcast and what do you get out of that? Thank you. We do a live stream now. I'm blessed to have done over 850 episodes oh since I've my. started <laughs> seven years ago. And I used to do all podcasting. Now I've gone to just live streaming because I don't like doing all the editing or my team was doing all the editing after we were done. It took a while to get them out. Now it's right out, right away, fully produced. Everything's done. So I really enjoy the format of live streaming. And it's called Live with Bottleneck. And I invite different guests on to tell stories about what they do and how they can help others stop the bottleneck in their business. And it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, we have a blast with it. And then we do a special edition every Friday. That's my wife and I. And it's called A Weekend Review with Jamie and Sarah. And we have so much fun because we talk about what we did this week in business, what challenges we had, how we overcame those challenges, what we're doing next week in the business, and then a special shout out. So she gives a special shout out at the end. I give a special shout out at the end. And this week, a special shout out is going to, it's a really cool cause because there's over 600 YouTubers that are involved in this and we're launching October 29th. Uh, so we're really excited about, at, at the time of this recording, it's coming up on, on the Friday here. So we're really excited about that. All right, well, congratulations on all of that. And I am grateful to be a future guest on your show as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, you have inspired me. You've validated a lot of what we're doing. I think our listeners, if you feel like you are different or you pressing on 
and are passionate about something, just have courage. People like Jamie and I are pressing on for what we think is right. And we're hopefully going to be valued and celebrated for thinking differently. So Jamie, is there any last thoughts before we bring this to a close? Thank you for having me, Deborah. I really appreciate it. I would, I would challenge everyone today, if you can take a little bit of time for a deep thinking process, jot down all the tasks you do on a daily basis and just assign two values to them. Does it give you energy? Does it drain you of energy? Is this something you must do or can you delegate this to someone else? And then when you get that subset task list that uh, that you can delegate to someone else that doesn't drain you of energy, start documenting those processes. Whether or not you're looking for somebody, it doesn't matter. It'll help you clear your mind. And when you get all that stuff that's holding up thoughts in your head, you'll become a lot more creative and have a lot more fun. All right. Well, Jamie, it's been an absolute pleasure. I do wish you continued success. And thank you for being an amazing guest on the Drop-In CEO Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.